you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. One year ago, Baker Mayfield, the first overall. A little bit of a stunner, as a matter of fact, because running up to the draft, it sounded like most every draft expert said Sam Darnold was the guy you wanted to draft if you needed a quarterback. We'll figure that out and look ahead to the 2019 draft. We will be in Nashville, Tennessee all next week. And uh, in the meantime, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented by Zaxby's Famous Fingers, Wings and Salads. And speaking of Zaxby's and our trip to Nashville, those two things happen to line up neatly here next Tuesday, roughly 2 p.m. We will be in uh, we will be at Zaxby's at 1902 Charlotte Avenue. If you happen to be listening right now, write that down. We'll let you know. Check out social media as the date up, uh, gets even closer here. Um, so far, we know that Rashawn Evans is going to be joining us there. Maybe he and I can work the uh, drive through window a little bit there, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. I think people would love it if you guys just started handing out chicken Nobody would care and- about me, but but imagine if you went, if you're in Nashville and you're a Titans fan and you pick up your, uh, you pick up your wings or whatever and then uh, and you go to the window and then Rashawn Evans hands them to you. If you show up in the afternoon on Tuesday, you'll get a nice surprise. So. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you will. Anyhow, we got a good show coming up for you. Number 21 of the L.A. Rams, Aqib Tlaib, just off of a Super Bowl. Last we saw him, it was down on the field just before kickoff there. He is one of the more captivating personalities in pro football right now. And I can tell you in advance, because we've already had the conversation, he has a lot of interesting details from that Super Bowl and Wade Phillips and the new pass interference rule. So, uh, so you'll enjoy 
enjoy listening to Talib. But first, one of our favorite guys to bump into in the hallways here. I think I say that to him when we talk to him because that's an interview I've already also done, uh, seated here in Studio 66. He's one of our many draft gurus at NFL Media. He's Lance Zerline from Houston, Texas, a charismatic fella, knowledgeable about food and uh, about high, you know, about blue chip uh, college football players who are soon to be pulling on a jersey for an NFL team. We talked to him about Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield and uh, and then play a game that I think is uh, is pretty fun. It's a good thought experiment. We ask uh, we ask him to imagine that each of the 32 teams have the first overall pick. Who would each team take if they had that spot based on their team needs for 2019? Lance is going to fill in all those blanks 32 times over for us. And uh, you know what? Why don't we just get to it right now? Here he is, everybody. Lance Zerline. All right, look who it is, everybody. I've been waiting to kibitz with you uh, on the DDFP. I always enjoy our uh, occasional right. opportunities to kibitz in the hallway or on Twitter or otherwise. It's Lance Zerline, everybody, one of our many draft gurus here at NFL Media. Watch him on Path to the Draft all draft week long with Bucky and DJ and all the other insiders you know i see i consider myself though to be a uh, a keen i have a keen eye for qbs at least you're a qb guy yeah i got it i just i just use my eyeballs that's all i need i just watch them play watch against the tape Allegiance. you let the tape tr- you trust the tape i just watch games that's you don't all. get into the analytics i don't need to do all that jive what do i need that for my these eyes have served yeah. me well you know yeah. anyway it's not uh, not about me zerline by it the is, way is a great fun Okay, it sure, about it's about you a little bit. At Lanzerline, make sure you're following him, not just for his football insights, but also his food insights. Yeah. You might know more about food than even I do. Uh, I, I just know different places to go, and I've gone to different places. It's, it's important to me because uh, when you go to different cities, a lot of times I think the cities, you know, we were lucky enough to – when I when when we traveled for the draft, went to Chicago, mm-hmm. a phenomenal food town, just phenomenal. Um, New York obviously was always great. L.A. is is really L.A. Great. is underrated. Go ahead, highly underrated. All America's best food town. L.A. is a highly underrated food town. Really? You just have to travel. You just have to travel wide and far, like in Houston. You you know it depends on what you want, and it's and and it's a sprawl. The difference is your traffic is just really like I, I would imagine if I lived here, I would have to plan dinner around completely. I'm either eating at three or at nine thirty. There's no in between either super grandpa or like, you know, uh, like I'm in Spain. It, there just can't be an. When between. I was younger, I would have gone for the later hour. That was the goal. Right. The goal was to see how late you could stay out Not when now you're, when you're 20 or you're 25 now. Yeah. When you're beating life, it's when you it's when you got a couple drinks in you, sure. maybe you have a dinner in your belly, and the sun hasn't even gone down yet. Will you that's eat, living? Will you eat before six now? I can. I, I'm willing to do that. Sure. I am too. I'm not ashamed I, either. Daniel Jeremiah and I when I, just just yesterday we were eating like a couple of grandpas. We went down and got one of the little pizzas down mm-hmm. the street. I mean, like at four forty, 
Not a problem. You don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> I mean, I, we had things Who to do. Who are you trying to impress with staying out till, look, uh, till 3.45 in the morning? So Who for like that? 20 years, yeah, I don't need that anymore. But for like 20 years, I've been doing morning radio at 6 a.m. And now I do it at 7. It's still early. I still well, wake I up did that. I did that. Yeah. That's a rugged existence. It's a, different, yeah. it's a different existence. You just get used to being kind of a zombie. And you get addicted to caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing it does is it changes lunch to 10 a.m. Or, you know, by 930 or 10, you're like, this is lunchtime. True. I, why do they not? Owe? I got mad one day. I thought 11 is arbitrary for a lunchtime, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be 10? Why can't these places open up at 10 mm-hmm. or 1030 for a lunch? It doesn't make any sense that 11 is this arbitrary time. There's people like me. We want to get started early with our lunches. As there are lines fact, blazing trails here. Yeah. All right. I want to do something that with the aforementioned Daniel Jeremiah and I did a year ago. Before that, a question that came up on our earlier podcast this week that I'm interested in your opinion. Okay. It seems to me that when uh, there's a collective opinion, when there's this QB or that QB or multiple QBs in the debate to be the best of the class, it seems like the collective wisdom tends to get it right. If you go back to Peyton versus Ryan Leaf. By the time that draft happened, mm. most people had settled Peyton's going to be better than Ryan Leaf, I think. Um, I think that that was true. I think with Jameis versus Mariota, I guess the the book's still out on that one. Neither one has it's really... very much out. Well, neither one. It, it, what's rare is that one doesn't make it and the other one does make it. I mean, usually one makes it, the other one doesn't. Right. In this situation, neither guy may end up making it. Right. Um, there's another good example or two out there that I can't. Uh, th- oh, Andrew Luck versus RG three. There's mm. some buzz for RG three. The close you got for the draft, but then it ultimately it was- there wasn't anybody that Cam Newton. No, no one competed with Cam. No, not not against spot. Cam. But and then last year, everybody said yes. Baker is nice and Josh right. Rosen is nice, but come on, it's it's got to be at the end of the day, it's got to be Sam Darnold. Yeah. So unless that collective wisdom failed. Doesn't Sam Darnold stand to soar in 2019? Is he well-positioned to do so on the Jets? No, I don't think he's particularly well-positioned other than who he is as a person. I think his, I think his demeanor is uniquely, um, is, is uniquely set up for New York, right? He cares a lot about football. He doesn't care about the outside stuff. Social media is not a big deal for him. I'll tell you two polar opposites in last year's class, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. I think Josh Rosen, the last thing he needs to go is to a New York team. Sam Darnold, kind of like Eli, you could throw him in there, and it's not going to be too big for him. And it's not just, well, I'm, you know, it's not because he's Joe Namath. It's because. I, I get it's the opposite he, of He's that. just like, right. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just here to play ball. I don't care about all this other stuff. Mm. What about the models? I don't care about that. What about the, what the media said? I didn't read it. I don't. I just don't care enough to read that stuff. I only care about ball. So I think he's set up for that. So because of that, he could he could potentially soar is a strong word, but I think he will take that natural progression forward. I just don't think he has the tools around him. I don't think he has the weapons around him to help him out. And you look at Baker Mayfield, wealth of riches, mm-hmm. and you go to Cleveland, and the thought is. What a nightmare you're going to Cleveland. It's been that way since you and I were – well, that's not true. There was there was a moment. It wasn't until Biner fumbled. Bernie Kosar, few yeah. years there in the mid-'80s. And once that stuff, once that Cleveland Brown team left and became the Ravens, it's been jinxed. My dad coached here with Butch Davis. It's a jinxed – you know, he was there with the Kelly Holcomb loss. Your Steelers, Kelly Holcomb hung 400 yards 
on the Steelers and Chris still Fuma lost. Chris Matu Maafala and Tommy Maddox. That's right. Off the improbable rally there. I know, and they did, and uh, it's just they they can't win. But now you look at Cleveland, and I kind of am buying into the turnaround. It's about time Cleveland actually had a real turnaround and not just a lot of talk. I think it's going to happen. So I think I think the collective wisdom is not going to be wrong about Sam Darnold. That was my number one quarterback by a lot. I just think that Baker Mayfield is positioned to do it quicker. Do you think then, one more question on this, do you think if the Jets, in you know, they wouldn't say this publicly, obviously, but do you think if they could redo it, go back into a time machine, do you think they would say that, they would rather have Baker Mayfield. Do you think anybody would change who the quarterback that they have on no, I, the roster is? I because I, I well, I think Arizona from, would. From what you do, you do think that they? Yeah, I think they're going to go Kyler. Yeah, do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, but I think well, the interesting one is: Do you think? I don't think one would change a thing, and I don't think three would th- change a thing. The interesting question are the are the Giants. Like, do the Giants have any buyer's remorse over having the rookie of the year? You know, was 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 obviously. Uh, Saquon Barkley, but if you had it to do all over again and now they've looked at these quarterbacks here and they know they're at six and they know they're at 17, would you have taken Sam Darnold at two? Put some truth serum in Dave Gettleman and what does he say now? My guess is he stays He stays the course. I, it's really interesting. And, you know, in the last month or so, people have really, since the Odell trade, gone after Gettleman. But we talked to Sean O'Hare, and he didn't sway my opinion necessarily all by himself. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glasses defended Saquon for, um, for you know, a better part of a year now. And given that a prime, the, the running back prime is the minute he walks in the building, as far as I'm concerned. By the end of his first contract, he's kind of got some attrition on him. It's not the same sure. uh, formula that you would apply to a QB, get him to the second contract and see if he's worthy of that 25 or 35 million or whatever right. it's going to end up being. Um, it's If they don't, if they go and Daniel Jeremiah has floated the idea of Daniel Jones at six for the Giants, that seems like a loco choice. They went in on Saquon. Now you got to go all in. On trying to win right now because Eli's old. You got Saquon in his prime, a difference maker there. I think that uh, I, I wouldn't take even if you love Jones, you have to. To me, you have to wait till seventeen. I mean, you've got to go get somebody. There's just too much. It's not a loaded draft, but there's just talent that can help you win right now. Uh, at least have a better shot at six. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't make that quarterback trade. Look, I have Daniel Jones as a second rounder anyway. Hmm. So you're talking to the wrong guy if it comes to backing Daniel Jones. But I, I wouldn't draft a quarterback at six. I just you have two picks. I get it. But you really need some defensive help and, and do that at six. All right. Let's see if we can get to some other questions on the other side. We'll see how long this takes. Here's a game. It's a fun exercise to see. Who really rises? Who's the cream of the crop? I am going to, let's assume, and we won't do it in the actual draft order. We'll do it alphabetically. Who would each of the 32 NFL teams take if they had the first overall pick? Mm. Let's start uh, in reality here. Arizona, they happen to be the first. uh, Let's say Kyler. Kyler is the pick if they could have anyone they want. Okay, that stands to reason. The Atlanta Falcons. Bosa. They most would like to have Nick Bosa. They need an edge rusher. Yeah. Why? What, what, what? I don't. I, I don't buy into it. Nick Bosa is my fourth best player in this draft, but I just think they had Vic Beasley who had a little spike and then came back down. 
Nick Bosa is one of the surer things in this draft, and I think his ceiling is a little bit capped out, but I think his floor is pretty high. So I would say Bosa because he can rush the quarterback, he's big, he's strong, and he can have an impact against the run. That's why I just think that he's a safe he's a safer mm. pick. That's why. I mean, we're only going to have a spread of about three or four players at most with this exercise, I think, because this year's not really – there's no stud stud players like that's a that's a dude and that's a dude and the, last year in this game I bet if you played this game last year it was probably a lot more varied because you could say man Quentin Nelson ooh Saquon Barkley wow I'll take you know Tremaine Edmonds mm-hmm. give me the Roquan Smith is is the guy I would take Sam Darnold for me this year I don't I don't I don't think it's like that and it's because there's no other second quarterback don't talk yourself into anything we're just getting going atlanta i am surprised that dan quinn's team has kind of scuffled since that super bowl i, am I thought t- i'm too i thought that they, it looked like super just bowl loser the, though i get it but i i the psychology of that uh, aside i just i i really like the uh pieces that they had it seemed like oh dan quinn has assembled a uh a, a group of destroyers defensively that are gonna so it looked like I yeah. thought, well, I guess uh, I was wrong about that, and so was Dan Quinn. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Mm. See, this has got to be a little bit of a wild card. Josh Allen. Really? Okay. Edge, yeah. They're they're going to look at an edge rusher. They want a guy who uh, has that ability to come off the edge, and he's got a lot of potential and talent as an edge rusher. So I, Josh Allen. I, this is first overall, so this would be a little bit of a reach, but I do like Hollywood Brown for that team. Yeah, I do too. I, do too. I think you want you want somebody spooking the defense. That's true, that you, but he's not the most accurate quarterback, Lamar Jackson. So maybe you want a bigger target too. But I'm not sure DK Metcalf is is that guy. I think you want a big safe target. And they already have uh, 27 tight ends on the roster, so that so yeah, Hawkinson's out there. Buffalo Bills. They already have a Josh Allen. It is a. This is an interesting exercise. See, so maybe Hollywood. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Quinn and Williams. And I'll tell you why. I've heard they like Ed Oliver. So if you like Ed Oliver, either Ed's number one or Ed's number two for you. So I'll say uh, Quinn and Williams, another interior rusher who can, you know, get after the quarterback. I'll do that. So actually, we we do have four different players. already. That's exactly right. A lot of comparisons unfairly to. Poor Ed Darnold. He can't live up to Aaron Donald in all no. likelihood. But do you buy that he is a high-end difference maker? I think he has a high ceiling, low floor. And the problem is his size. But then when you look at how explosive he is, it's. I, I think you have to put him in the right position to succeed. Don't ask him to do something he can't do. He's physically not going to be able to just take guys on and, and, and be strong against bigger, you know, more physical wider guys that's not who he's going to be so why would you ask why would you ask a guy who can't shoot off the off the dribble why would you ask him to be a scorer why would you ask a a setup three-point shooter hey i'm a catch and shoot three-point specialist don't ask me to take the ball off the dribble because that's not what i do that's what i used to always tell my high school basketball coach he said what it's a moot point you're the 12th man anyway go sit down please and And you were just trying to say put me in a better position to succeed yeah it was like i'm not putting you at any position except (laughs) at the end of the bench you dope Lucky you're on the team. Now, quiet down, or I'm going to change that, too. The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Um, they need a tackle. Ed Oliver. I'm going to go Jawan Taylor. 
Ooh. I'm going to get a big, nasty. Sexy O-line picks. Yeah. First overall. I think. (laughs) He's no Orlando pace. I'm trying to keep some pace here, but uh, to to pace it up a little bit. But this is, do you find, do you agree with me? Because you are actually on the, in the small group of people who actually does study O-line tape. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you annoyed by people on my side who weigh in on what is a good offensive lineman. I think it's one of the most fraudulent telling things that you can do as a football fan to say like, Oh, Anthony Munoz, best left tackle ever based on what you don't know what you're talking about. Well, so, but at least you're looking at one of the best left tackles of all time. What's even more crazy is when we're having discussions about like, I'll be talking to Jeff Schwartz on Twitter mm-hmm. who played tackle. I mean, played guard in the one league. One of our favorites is Jersey hangs on the wall. Of yeah. Fame there. Aaron Taylor, who was, you know, who's a, an NFL uh, offensive tackle. And we're going back and forth about players. And like you guys are all wrong on this one. He doesn't get his hands inside. Like it turns into tech technique uh-huh. stuff. Like don't, you really shouldn't be talking technique with NFL offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not, which that's really what you're looking at here is he doesn't do a good job of reach blocking. Like people will comment on Jeff Schwartz's videos he puts yeah. out. Well, I disagree with that. If you look right here, he doesn't have very good leverage. I'm like, please don't. Thanks, Glenn. Hope the weather's <laughs> good in Altoona. Appreciate it, Kevin. <laughs> Chicago okay. Bears. They are very close. They're a real player as far as I'm concerned. I don't love Trubisky, though. Ah, I mean, I still need a receiver. They're not going to take a quarterback. No, they need another rusher. They need another um, – they want somebody opposite of – they want Floyd, somebody opposite of Mac. You know what? That's not it either. This is a really tough game. This is not a good cornerback. You could plug a cornerback in there, but they don't have one that you would really say, that's my guy. Let's give them – I mean, you got to stay – I got to stay true to the defense. Is Tyreek – I mean, is Tyreek Cohen really able to carry the load? You know what? Let's give him Josh Jacobs. Right? I mean, that, yeah, don't they need Yeah, let's give him Josh Jacobs. Why not? Then? Why not? It's I, weird it, that you're going to roll that guy. nowhere near the first pick, but you're not that far away, Chicago Bears. Right. And I think he has a bigger impact than getting one of these cornerbacks would. I think Josh Jacobs can step in and be a pretty good runner. All right, fun. Cincinnati Bengals. Kyler. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. They, I, I said last year they should take Lamar Jackson. Bet they'd be better off if they if they had Cleveland for, for one year. Um, I think the Ravens are uh, realizing they're in a little bit of trouble here. Right? Who's ever going to go and play? Who, what pass catcher ever wants to go there? That's why I float Hollywood Brown. They got to draft high end talent at the position. No one's ever going to sign there right. willfully as long as long as Lamar Jackson. Well, you're not going to running not gonna, an option offense. You're not going to make probably a lot of money on your next contract because your targets are going to be a little lower. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns. Browns want. Uh, what do the Browns want? You got to think about their needs. O line, right? Isn't that their one weakness? They they're they're okay on the offensive line. I, oh, they want defensive linemen. You know what? Let's give them a Michael Dean Perry clone Ooh. and Ed Oliver. Very nice. I like you know, that people call. Ca- people can't get with my Michael Dean Perry comp. It's on the NFL.com draft profile. Why not? And I'm sure there's like 43 Browns fans who go, oh, this is nice. Michael Dean Perry was a good I player. get the reference. He's a pro bowler. I get the reference. He's a pro sure. bowler. People think it's a slam. I'm like, that guy went to the pro bowl. Yeah. He just was obscured literally and otherwise by his, uh, his, his brother. His brother Fridge. was nowhere near as good. Right. 
but he scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown Super Bowl, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. Ooh. They just signed Demarcus Lawrence. They got. They need I think I got a great help. one for you. Ooh, I mentioned help. him already. TJ Hawkinson. If you could have anybody yes. drop onto that team. Yeah, because supposedly they like Dawson Knox, and that's a tight end in the second round. So let's put TJ Hawkinson there. Yep. The Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Let's give the Denver Broncos more rush help. They, they really need corner help, but this is where not having corners hurts us. Let's give them some more rush help, because if you can't cover, then at least you need to get the quarterback. Let's give them Nick Bosa. Okay. I think that uh, this Joe Flacco thing, another weird choice. I do think it legitimately, as much as people floated it, and it sounds overly simplistic, I do think that some people can be seduced by, wow, that guy has smoked us one too many times. Let's get Flacco. They've watched Flacco perform well against them, and Elway has seen that, and he likes the big cannon arm. Flacco's such fool's gold. I I mean, I I couldn't agree more, except for the fact that it is difficult to argue against is that he did rise up against the New England Patriots, how he was able to solve them more consistently than anyone. I mean, on par really with Peyton Manning is crazy. And also the thing that Joe Flacco always did, any Steelers fan can tell you is Flacco always nails in Heinz Field, always nails. I don't know why, always played his best ball. All right, was Ned Stark alive when Flacco was last really good? (laughs) I mean, I, th- I feel like he was. That's how long it's been. I feel like Ned right. Stark still had a head. I'm, that doesn't sound great, but what? It's, a, no, it's accurate. It's a good uh, yardstick there. The yeah. Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. They want a. Oh, they want. They need an edge rusher. They also need a tight end. But if you had your first pick, we'll go Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, the big guy. Yeah. Green Bay Packers. Edge, edge, edge. Let's go Josh Allen. The Houston Texans. Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard. Left tackle. That makes We're sense. No, it may, makes, makes perfect sense. No, it really yeah. does make sense. I mean, Houston's in a bad position to where they have to have a left tackle and they have to have a cornerback. You never want to be in this position where you're desperate at positions because then I'm, I'm passing up on much better players than Andre Dillard to draft something they have to have, and I'm giving them the best tackle they can possibly get for what they want, which is an athletic left tackle. Are you still all in on Deshaun Watson if you ever were? I feel like we talked about that earlier in the week, that people, because of the most recent game he played, people kind of uh, the the um, bloom was off the lily or whatever. the No, but I mean, I, I, I'm more of an analyst, so I don't get swayed by individual games. I'm not a a one-timer, as I call it, just somebody who just needs to see one thing. And it, He's and top six, eight, top uh, eight. Yeah, top I still, five, I still think QB. his potential is very high end. W- with him, you just have to make sure that um, I think that he keeps his head on straight as a professional, that he doesn't change the work ethic. And, and I'm not, I haven't heard that he has. He's, it's, it's famous. But I think with Deshaun Watson, at some point, you've got to get rid of the ball quicker. You've got to get through your reads and get rid of the ball and learn timing. I think that's the concern with him, and uh, it it really has nothing to do with anything else. So, yeah, I, I'm still all in on Deshaun Watson for sure. All right. I'm going to go fast action okay. here because, uh, you know, you're a busy man. Indianapolis Colts. Let's go 26. Let's give the Colts. They want a rusher. Let's give them Jeffrey Simmons. 
Okay. Defensive the, tackle. The so-called red shirt that uh, everybody's talking about but there. But might be the best player in this draft. That's, I mean, that was the buzz, at least top 10. Uh, his tape is really good, and he is basically in Dominican Sue all over again. Wow. Yeah, no, he's, you can, and you can red shirt to me. Chris Ballard wants to build, so you don't get in a panic about one year. And that's the guy who's got a chance to be really good. I mean, there the names that keep coming up for me are Hawkinson and Hollywood Brown because I I feel like if well I, Hollywood Brown's circumstantial. If Hawkinson is in fact a poor man's Rob Gronkowski, don't you have to go and do that? What uh, the the X factor that he was for the last decade and that Patriots? I think team? for a lot of yeah, for a lot of teams. All right, well when you get to thirty two, I know who I'm giving them Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville. Wait, Jacksonville? We're going all the way back to... Is that who you want me to pick, Jacksonville? Yeah. Oh, i got to go all the way circle back to number seven. Threw me off my game here. I would say... Um, it's number one. You know what? They're all the number one, so we Let's, could really do them anyway. This is the first overall pick in the draft. Jacksonville has it. They're getting a little older. Let's... Let's go with um, Quentin Williams replacing Marcel Darius. I'll go Quentin Williams. Rush from the interior. Casey Chiefs. Mm. Boy, they need corner in the worst way. You got that. Who is the best in that group? I guess that's also circumstantial with what a defense. Let's go Josh Jacobs. Ooh. Yeah, let's give him a running back. Okay. Replace Keenan. I mean, replace... uh, yeah, with the Cream Hunt, uh-huh. with Josh Jacobs, and let's roll on. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna find you a good corner. If they don't have Tyreek Hill, though, they're gonna they're gonna certainly miss that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Chargers. The Chargers. I'm gonna go with my top tackle. Jonah Williams. I was going to say, it, it, it. to me, it seems like they're... My top uh, guy's Jonah Williams. He's smart. He plays multiple positions. You know what? You got a chance to win right now with Phillip Rivers still. And aren't they kind the, of flawless except for the offensive the line? The offensive line. And this is a guy who can come in. He's plug and play right away. And he can play multiple positions. Uh, the NFC defending champs, the Rams. For the Rams, you get Cooper Cup back. You still are a little soft up the middle. Oh, defensive tackle. Um, Jeffrey Simmons. The Miami. And I would say keep your eye on Jeffrey Simmons there to the Rams if he falls all the way to the back end of the first. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Kyler. Vikings. Minnesota. Wouldn't you rather have Tua or Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, but I, have to that's not someone. guaranteed. You okay. just don't know. You may accidentally win. Right. Let's see. Uh, for the which team? The Vikes. For the Vikes, they really what they really, really need is offensive line play. So I'm going to go with. Oh, man, that's really hard. I, I They need guard. No, but they could use defensive tackle, too. Let's go Ed Oliver. Patriots. Hawkinson. Saints. Josh Allen. Rusher. 
I want to say Hollywood just to give you a Hollywood. I'm surprised. It seems like they're all set. Well, you know, so, rush so my, their- my problem, well, no one ever thinks they're set up pass rush. That is one where I think Hollywood would be interesting because now you have a field. You got you have somebody to, to stretch the field to go along with Mike Thomas. I think that one's interesting. We but. sure that uh, nine can still throw it that far? That's a problem, and that's I why mean, I don't like I I don't love giving those outside speed receivers to uh, uh, to Tom Brady because he doesn't throw that pass very often. He doesn't mm-hmm. take those deep shots that much anymore, and he hasn't for a while. It's, you would think that that would be a major absence from the guy who was called the best quarterback <laughs> yeah. uh, in the game. The, uh, the, the did we say Giants? The Giants. Giants. I will go with. Uh, Just give him a D. Just give him somebody on D. Then I think they're really a. a Let's give him a pass rusher. Let's give him Nick Bosa. The bet. Uh, the Jets also Bosa. No. Yeah, I think they'd like to have Bosa too. More surefire. I mean, you watch. If Evan Ingram can just stay healthy, that offense is fine. They just need the, the Giants. They just need to take care of business yeah. on defense. Eagles. Andre Dillard. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, Devin. This is, this is the place to say his name. Devin, oh, Devin White. Devin White. I know they want him. I bet you they're gonna do. They're gonna try to move heaven and Devin to White. get. I bet you they're gonna try to get him. He's got a lot of Steeler in him. Uh huh. I'll go Devin White. If I could, I really like the two guys. I keep saying Hawkinson or Hollywood Brown. There, yeah. I think those would be great fits. The Niners. Niners. I would go with uh, Nick Bosa. Seahawks. Montez Sweat. Buccaneers. Nick Bosa. Tennessee Titans. Mm. TJ Hawkinson. And, oh yeah, they, it's about time they uh, move on from Delaney. Uh, Washington Redskins. Hollywood. There it is. is. At long last, it arrives. Lance Zerline, it's time for you to go. Unfortunately, I could kip it with you for another three or six hours. I wish we had time to go get one of those pizzas down the street or something (laughs) like that. We'll have to uh, we'll have to let that uh, sit for I don't know the next time you're in Los Angeles, but anytime you are, let's go get some food and then talk about food and Game of Thrones, and maybe we'll talk some football too. Let's do that. There he is, the great Lance Zerline, everybody. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. Make sure you check uh, Lance out, like I said there, too. He'll be on Path to the Draft all next week while we're in Nashville, Tennessee. And right now, let's get it to number 21. Last you saw him, his defense can't can't hang it on uh, the Rams' D. They held Tom Brady, the the uh, the goat, and Gronk, and all the rest of those fellas to a meager 13 points. That was enough to give the Patriots the world title. Um, and uh, here's our catch up with Aqib Talib post Super Bowl 50. What was it? Three, two, 52. No, I think it's 53. <laughs> I can't remember what Super Bowl wasn't was. it? Three L I L I I. Yeah, 53. Are you sure? 50 was a giant stadium. MetLife. 50. No, 50 was uh, Broncos over Cam. 
51 was 28 to 3 Patriots. Okay. Over, and then 52 Two was the Eagles. Was the Eagles yeah, until 50, yeah, yes, so like I said, last we saw him was Super Bowl 53. Here's our catch up with the great Akeem Talib. All right, I just said to him, the last I saw him was down on a gridiron roundabout Atlanta, Georgia way. It's Aqib Tlaib. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm fine. I want to hear all about that experience as much as you can stomach talking about mm-hmm. the uh, the Super Bowl pass there against them Patriots. Real quick, though, how does it hit your ear as somebody in the NFC West to hear Russell Wilson has re-signed? Do players care when you hear like, ooh, a team in our division just got a little bit better. Something good happened for them. Do you do you get upset about that? Uh, I mean, definitely not upset. Anytime you see a guy, you know, one of our brothers, this is a brotherhood, man. It's fifteen hundred guys who who get to play in this game or something like that, you know. So mm-hmm. anytime you hear one of those guys, you know what I'm saying, better their life, better their career, man, you're always happy for them. Definitely. <laughs> What do you think about Joe Flacco with your former team there in Denver? Do you buy that that guy is a, a, a solution for a year, for a couple of years? Uh, I think he's still got something left in the tank. You know, uh, I think the Broncos are definitely a quarterback away, man. I feel like they never was a really, really bad team. They just was kind of a quarterback away. And uh, now they got a veteran presence, somebody who know how to control the huddle, know how to control the building. So uh, he gives them a better chance to win. Do you think do you think that uh, number seven there, Elway, was uh, swooned at the thought of like, hey, we've seen this guy come out here and beat us before? Um, do you think he gets uh, swayed or was swayed on some level by I that? I think it was more availability. It was it was who's available, who can really hold this torch, you know. So uh, Flacco was available, and uh, he, they did a good job uh, going to get him. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, first Super of all. Bowl. Well, does that you don't like that? Oh, no, nah, it's good, man. I'm, I enjoy all experience I go through, man. What's your what's good your career bad. what's your career Super Bowl record then? I'm one and one. One and one. I couldn't I couldn't recall, frankly, if you were yeah. with one of the Patriots mm-hmm. in one of those spots that they rolled through. Seems like they're in most of them. Yeah. Um, did you first of all the defense was dynamite? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, is there any sort of frustration about? Look, we we held the New England Patriots to 13 in the big game. Uh, it was uh, we felt like we played good. We played good, but we also feel like we could have been better. It was uh, the one drive where we let Grant go down and catch that pass. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of mental mistakes on that drive uh, from everybody on defense, you know. So we stop them on that drive. Who knows? You know, we we may come down and score. You know, so we definitely don't our, our building. We definitely don't point fingers, man. We all we all accountable and. Uh, we all lost together. Do you think, uh, you know, a couple of months now, everybody keeps talking about Todd Gurley. In fact, mm. people are talking about Todd Gurley for a couple of months in advance of that Super Bowl. At my read on it, my uh, uninformed, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, recklessly speculate. So I'm, mm. not, I'm not tied to any facts. It seems to me that Bill Belichick uh, kind of called the bluff on, we're not going to bite on any play action. We don't think 30 is going to get us anyway, so we're not going to bite on that. We'll run our safety up to the line, and then as soon as 16 turns his back to us, we're going to run it back to cover up what he thinks is going to be there. Is that a fair interpretation of what I saw in those 60 minutes? Uh, it was. It was. That was a piece of it. You know, that was a piece of it. Uh, we didn't get that run game going. Uh, so our offense is predicated on getting that run game going. It's a bunch of play action, you know, 
bunch of boots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't get that run. If you stop our run, man, you got a good, a pretty good chance. A lot of people can't stop our run. They played good up front. They stopped our run, and uh, it, it gave them a good chance to win. It seems like they were. It seems like Belichick said, uh, and Brian Flores to give him credit too, is mm-hmm. to say, it, like, you can pretend you're going to give it to thirty. We know you're not going to try and beat us with him today. I mean, you could say that, but uh, we give it to thirty. If he if he start busting and busting, then you have to do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. So we just didn't get the busting. The, the the big runs wasn't there. So I guess that was his plan um, to stop the run. I guarantee you, his first his first plan was to stop that run and, mm. and that's what they did so if they was able to stop that run uh it, it would it would have gave him the best chance to win and that's what they was able to do um what do you make of sean mcveigh being so successful and apparently you know blazing this trail in the nfl so much so that anybody who ever met sean mcveigh is mm. now a head coach somewhere in the nfl it seems like <laughs> what do you think about this attempt to copycat the Rams' success with mcveigh I uh, mean, he's a smart guy, man. He's a smart guy. So it's a copycat league. Uh, they see they see how productive our offense is, and uh, other teams, they want their offense to be the same productive, you know. So what you do, you go get his right-hand man. You go see if can you the, – the, the burning question in the interview, can you do what Sean do and score 30 <laughs> points a game? If you say, yeah, you're the head coach. So everybody going to go say, yeah, but can they do it? I uh, guess we'll see. What do you think of – see, to me, the guy who got slept on a little bit along the way was uh, was one Wade Phillips. He had, mm-hmm. to, he had to factor pretty prominently in uh, in what went on there in 2018 with the Rams, right? Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like he got slept on. Uh, he's Wade Phillips, man. He's going to the Hall of Fame. So his celebration day is, is just waiting to happen. Oh, I saw the two of you. That was all right. I thought that was one of the best, best sights <laughs> of the year. You know what's my favorite thing he did, though? I got to pat myself on the back. I got in touch with him mm-hmm. early in the year, and I mm-hmm. said, next time you guys wear the throwback uniforms, Coach Wade, why don't you throw it back to how your dad, Bum, used to do Oh, yeah, he did that. And he picked up on that. Yeah. And then he did it. It was, it was one of the dope, great right? thrills for me it to see dope. him at the at media night definitely. and shake his hand and say, you did it. And he, definitely uh, one of my memories from the Super Bowl. Man. That was the best, right? Seeing Coach in that, in that throwback bum, you know, so it was dope. You remember all those? You, I mean, you're too young to remember the bum <laughs> Philip days, but man, those, I know about him. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the game. You Is know, that so right? I, I, I do a little research, and you know, I know about. It. I, I I've been under Wade too long not to know. I know. About well, Wade and what I told Wade, just do it for a game. He's like, the, I would love to do it, but the NFL rules would never right. let me wear. Can you imagine looking over at the sideline and your head coach <laughs> wearing a ten gallon hat and his yeah. cowboy boots and all that and a western shirt and all yeah. that stuff? He did it. He did as much as he could though. He did it on the plane and stuff like that. So. Oh, he looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was definitely that was definitely was a, a, a memory of mine. Let's talk about uh, about the game that preceded that one, the NFC title game. One to ten, how sick of you uh, of of uh, Saints fans blaming that one call on you getting to the Super Bowl? Where, where'd you come down on that? Clearly, you know it was Pi. Yeah, I mean it, it was pass interference, but I mean it was it was a bang. It was so fast. Even if you watch the tape, you look where I was. I seen the ball. Boom! I seen the hit. I could tell that he hit him when the ball got there, but the ball went behind him. So did they deem it uncatchable? At first, I thought they were saying the ball was uncatchable. He threw a bad pass over his head or something. So until I seen the replays the whole game, I'm thinking that the ball was uncatchable. That's why they didn't, th- didn't throw the flag. So I'm on the field. Why do you say that? That was my first thought. That ball sailed way out of bounds. That wasn't a catch. You look at the replay right. and say, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If the ball goes behind the defensive back, it, was it really catchable? 
I mean, I don't know. So my first reaction was the ball wasn't catchable. I mean, I seen it on a replay a little bit. I said, well, maybe if he didn't hit him, maybe he could have caught it. So I don't know. It's a bang, bang. Man. It's a fast game. It's easy to watch on TV, and it goes a lot faster when you're on that field. I know. I, I, I watched another game I on TV you. with 21 figuring prominently into it. I remember the uh, a, a guy named Martavis Bryant, mm-hmm. where you tangled with him in the end zone, a mile high, divisional round, mm-hmm. when you guys were supposed to smoke the, the Antonio Brownless Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Got a little handsy before the ball got there. You and I have looked at that replay, and you, you say, I'm no apology coming. Is what you've told was me. No pi. It was not well, even close. I mean, no. I mean, like I, I, you grabbed his arm like that. I saw and it. And he pushed my neck. So you, he pushed. I pulled. That's fifty fifty. Okay. All right. So I, that same. I can't just get pushed and don't do nothing back. <laughs> oh, you you're know? a delicate you, flower. You do like this. When it's a jump ball, I do I this. See. He do this, and then we uh, go get the ball. What do you think then? That so that Saints play now has inspired this new rule. The Roby rule. You're in. Oh, is that that? See, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no. I always say I'd like to be. You know, how cool is it if Mel yeah, Blunt? Yeah, your own rule, right? Mel, they did because you were you played too mean, Mel Blunt. We right. have to change the rules. Right. It's too tough. You got to invent pass interference. I love that like kind that. of stuff. Yeah. I, I would love to so go. Now to, we got a Roby rule. And then the Tom Brady rule is like, don't touch me. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's an embarrassment for him. Either way, what do, are you nervous as an especially physical corner? Are you are you thinking I'm gonna might have to modify my game? I mean, I don't know at this point in your career, you're really gonna nah, overhaul what I you're doing. I think this this is just another rule to just you know kind of pacify some people and tell them that uh, if something happened like that at the end of the game where it could determine the game, that you could be able to challenge it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think the first three and a half quarters would be played the same. Mm-hmm. Football, like the game would be the same, and if it's some type of bang bang play at the end. Uh, you'll be able to challenge it. Or if you need some type of chunk play at the end, you could throw four straight fades and hopefully somebody touch somebody on one of them and throw a flag. You know? Oh, there we're, now we're back to Joe Flacco having yeah. some success. That's his favorite play. I'm just going to throw it as far as I can, hopefully get some P.I. on that. Yeah, it worked for him before. <laughs> Believe me, I know about that. Uh, all right, get out of here, Tlaib. A pleasure to see you once again. I love I love the voice, man. I, you, man. I, I don't mean just the literal sound of your voice, but uh, you have a distinct phrasing and, uh, and, and point of view about football i enjoy yeah, catching up I with appreciate you that. and uh i, I want to talk to you as it gets a little closer big 12 football is yes, ku sir. gonna be rough rick ross let's go, and les, les miles. miles let's go let's turn what us around they doing in they kansas be, all you got to do is get us a quarterback and we'll be there all right i still have eligibility <laughs> i don't know why you laugh at that take care Dave. appreciate all right, it 21 <laughs> And that's that. Next we talk to you, we will be in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Come on out to Zaxby's once again. Tuesday, the 23rd, 1902 Charlotte Avenue. We're going to be there. Rashawn Evans is going to be there. Hopefully you'll be there as well. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. Ooh, reminder, new Daves of Thunder, episode 100. It's a dandy one, too. Track that down wherever you find your favorite podcast. If you enjoy this one, Football Focus, this one's about the game of life even more than the DDFP is. So go check that one out. All right. Now, we will see you in Nashville, Tennessee. And until we do, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 